Keep looking up, don't give up, don't give up. Ooh, eh, hey, look up. You're listening to Looking Up with Danny and Sharissa. Welcome back to the program, everyone. We hope that wherever you are joining us from today, that you are well and that you are safe and walking with. Jesus. And if you're not walking with him, well, we hope that you consider that walk as you listen to this program. How are you today, Pastor Dan? I am praising the Lord on this spectacularly, deliciously gorgeous, wonderful day. It is always a delicious day when Danny's on the radio. And so, yes, it is actually a beautiful day. It's not that cold oh, outside. It's perfect. it's perfect. Summer is coming. Spring is just around the corner. And of course, we've got Shell here as our producer today. And she's got a lovely lineup of songs that you will enjoy as well. As you join us, and how are you, Sharissa? Oh, thank you for asking. I am. I'm really well. You got a spring in your step. I do actually. I'll tell you why in a moment. Oh, I can't wait. <laughs> but uh, just oh, want you boy, to know. I'm so excited. <laughs> Don't get too excited. <laughs> but I just want you all to know that you are listening to Looking Up, and if you'd like to catch up on any of our previous presentations, you can on our episodes of the series. Uh, the program, rather, you can simply go to the Faith FM website and there under the Looking Up tab, you will find a list of all the other uh, afternoon programs that we've done together so you can listen to them as podcasts. Also, if you would like to call or text us at any point during this afternoon's program, you can. We'd love to hear from you. We know not as many people are driving on the roads at the moment with all the restrictions, but if you're listening and you have the opportunity to contact us, please do so at 0491-064-669. That's 0491-064-669. And we will have a special prize that will be going to the first and the third caller or texter reader today so please be listening as we go throughout the program for the key word now if you're listening to us today you're joining us in the middle of a series what's today's title Today's title is Crumbling Foundations. It sounds like the world we live in. (laughs) (laughs) It does. It does Um, very much. We're in the middle of a series on the days of Noah um, and just taking a look at uh, the words of Jesus who said, as it was in the days of Noah, so it will be just before I return. So we're looking at what happened in Noah's day. What was life like in Noah's day? What did Jesus have to say? What was it like according to the account in Genesis and elsewhere? And and what is happening in, in the world right now? And is this telling us, screaming at us, that we are indeed on the eve of the second coming of Jesus. Well, that's a good little wetting of our appetite there. Looking forward to the study. We've been learning so much, and so stick around. We're going to go to a song break, and it's BJ Thomas, I Want to Be More Like Jesus. And after he's done, we'll be back with some exciting news and just a look at what's happening in our world. men's feet get pushed around and turn the other cheek I want to be more like him every day in every way so little time he took for himself he was more concerned for everybody I want to be more like you every day 
takes me way back, BJ Thomas. I grew up listening to those with my dad, actually. Mm, wow. <laughs> well, we're, uh, we are in looking up. Welcome to the program if you're joining us just for the first time. And we want to share some news highlights. But the reason why we share these highlights is to highlight the greatest news of all time. And that is that Jesus is coming very soon amen to and this amen. planet. And so um, maybe just before we get there, I'll just share some highlights. Oh, this is, you're going to share that. Yeah, really? share you got to do that right off the bat. So this, <laughs> okay, is, this right. is just, folk, are you? If you're driving, just pay pull attention. Over. Just pull over. Pull over. Pull over. This <laughs> no, no, is this is a huge announcement. Probably. Well, it's not really that big, but it's just exciting. 2021. This is this is Faith FM. Don't worry about looking up. This is Faith FM, Australia wide. All programs considered, this is the big news item for 2021. Okay. Well, don't matter. Here we go. Oh. Well, the microphone The microphone fell down. It was so big. (laughs) But I'll just share with our listeners. So the other week I've been watching the premiere, uh, New South Wales premiere, Gladys Berejiklian, come on, and she does her daily 11 a.m. announcements, you know, updating us all on the situation of COVID. she does. And as I was watching her, I just thought, you know what? God bless her. She's doing the best that she can and mm. best that she knows how to do to try and keep our, our state safe. And so I sent her a message because I pray for her. And I just sent her a little message. I just wanted her to know that as a Christian, I'm praying for her and um, praying that God will strengthen her and give her wisdom. And I received a letter from her this in is the amazing. mailbox. From our premier from who Jeremy. is like... You know, she's under the pump if ever she was. She was. Under yeah. the pump. And you can just tell, you know, yeah. the strain on her face each and every day when she has to front, you know, the media yes. and give the latest update. So what did she write in her letter to well, you? You got you got you gotta read it out, you gotta tell us. <laughs> well, she sent a, a letter that I think she sends generically to people who send her words of encouragement, but she put a little note on the bottom and she said, Thank you for your prayers. Love your surname. Wow, and so so the reason she loves my surname is uh, it's Tarosian, and any name that ends in I A N, every Armenian knows is an Armenian last name. Uh, <laughs> so my husband, his father was part Armenian. So there you go. Wow, because she is she's got the Armenian blood in her. So. Unbelievable! But I thought that was really nice. You know, in a, her busy life, she took the time to take a you know to say a little. Absolutely, and written in her handwriting. 
With her handwriting. With her own handwriting. <laughs> and I noticed she crossed out, she crossed out, um, you know, Mrs. Charissa, was it? It was Mrs. Tarosian at the top and she crossed it out and put my name there. Yeah, that's right. That's right, Mrs. Tarosian. So she, yeah, that, yeah. That, that, that was fascinating. Well, look, we, we need to pray for our political Absolutely. leaders. And I've got a scripture on that, Charissa. Oh, please share it. Um, or should I say Mrs. Tarosian? <laughs> um, here we go. It is um, from First Timothy chapter 2. And I was just reading this today, I think, or yesterday, um, so it's fresh in my mind. First Timothy chapter 2, verses 1 and 2, and this is what the Apostle Paul encourages young Timothy to do and all of us as Christians. Therefore, he says, I exhort, first of all, that supplications, prayers and intercessions and giving of thanks be made for all men. And Then he goes on, verse 2, for kings and all who are in authority, that we may lead a quiet and peaceable life in all godliness and reverence. Mm. So, you know, we ought to be praying for all mm-hmm. people, but especially he points out we ought to be praying for kings or, or in other words, you know, our political leaders. Obviously, we don't have a king here in Australia that rules over us like in ancient times, uh, but we have, you know, we've got prime ministers, we've got premiers, uh, we've got, you know, Lord Mayors, um, you know, and other, you know, government leaders. And so we ought to be praying that God would give them wisdom and guidance. As it says here, we ought to be praying for them who are in authority that we may lead a quiet and peaceable life in all godliness and reverence so that we may have the opportunity to share the good news of the gospel. Amen. And he goes on. Notice what words he goes on with next. This is, this is interesting. So this is not by chance. And he says, For this is good and acceptable in the sight of God, our Savior, who desires all men to be saved and to come to a knowledge of the truth. So we need to pray for our religious leaders that they will continue to to keep the door open, that we may have the peace in order to be able to share uh, with those around us the good news of salvation, for God desires all men to come to a knowledge of the truth and be saved. Amen. So you did something wonderful. And I'm oh. going to I'm going to write to Prime Minister Scott Morrison. Yeah. And I'm going to say please 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 even just a smiley face <laughs> so that I can come on Faith FM next week and I can say well I got a letter <laughs> from the Prime Minister. Ha ha ha. <laughs> what do you reckon, Shell? And then Shell, Shell being an American, she's going to go to Joe Biden, well, President Joe I don't Biden, know if he's going to have time to write back. <laughs> and and, and, oh. and our friend President Joe is going to write to Shell, so she's going to go up on up on us. But then I'm just going to go to the Queen, okay, Queen well, Elizabeth, and well, um, and away we go. So there you go. Well, um, so you know, in other news, yeah. in other news, <laughs> in other yes. news. Um, there has been well, there a, is a lot going on in Indeed. our world since Indeed. last. Last week, since last week, we've had a massive earthquake, uh, rumblings of war, and and uh, just the pandemic continues to rage. What have you got for us? Well, just like you said, um, you know, Jesus talked about labor pains. You know, we've mentioned this over and over again in Matthew twenty-four. Jesus talked about labor pains. Um, the Apostle Paul in First Thessalonians chapter five verse three speaks of labor pains in connection with the coming of Jesus. And you know, we all know that those labor pains, as the birth draws near, they intensify in frequency and in intensity. And so we are seeing that we are seeing a convergence of of what of what the Bible described would be, you know, would be what 
life on planet Earth would look like. So you mentioned, you know, you mentioned um, the earthquake in Haiti. Um, yeah, very sad, very tragic. One of the poorest countries, you know, in the world. And um, you know, we've seen these distressing scenes. There's probably no other way to say it. Distressing, disturbing scenes coming out of Afghanistan, out of the Absolutely. Middle East. Um, you know, I mean, just you'd almost think it was a movie. Um, it just doesn't seem real, surreal. I mean, people clinging on to a plane that is taking off and then getting on the outside of a plane and then falling off and just horrendous stuff. So, um, yeah, these things just talk about the instability in the world. Um, you know, you mentioned COVID and New Zealand now. They've got, they had one case. Oh, I didn't um, know about they that. shut down the country. Um, and Is that so, today? No, that was yesterday. I missed it. Yeah, so, I mean, there, there's just so much going on. And um, then there's fires, you know, ravaging through through parts of Eastern Europe there, including, you know, the land where I was conceived in, Macedonia. <laughs> like I've told you the short story of my life. I was conceived <laughs> in Macedonia and dropped off in Melbourne. Wow. <laughs> yeah, that's kind of like the short sort of entrance into the world of Danny. That's really condensed. Yeah, so my mum jumped on a ship when she was three months pregnant to head to Australia. Wow. Um, to Melbourne, yeah, so that's why why the story is the way it is. Um, yeah, so fires, you know, huge fires in Greece, in Turkey, in, in Macedonia, States. in the USA, droughts, yeah. horrible droughts. I mean, one of their largest dams there, um, I was just reading it on the news today. I can't remember where it was, um, in what state, uh, just a massive dam, and it is um, about, you know, I think it's. they said it's 50 feet below where it was last year, and last year was a bad year. You know, and um, so, yeah, so there's droughts, there's, um, you know, food shortages in many places. There's obviously, you know, all this, you know, all, all the dramas with, with COVID and Delta um, that's spreading. Then you've got, you know, people who are wondering, am I going to be able to work mm-hmm. in the particular industry? Um, so it's not just health workers now, you know, just today. Today I heard on the news that Qantas have mandated that all their employees, some 22,000 employees, will have to get the jab if they want to continue to work. So like in Fiji, no jab, no job. Wow. And um, on the border of you New South Wales and Queensland, yeah. You can't cross. You can't cross unless you've at least had your first jab by this Friday. Um, so there's so much going on and, um, you know, people are now just wondering what's next, you know. <laughs> you know, what, what's the premier going to say next i mean we've got the premiers lining up literally if if you were watching one press conference after another you'd spend half your day watching press conferences today because they line up from you know from the tasmanian premier all the way through the northern territory um so yeah there's just so much going on in the world um you know the climate change issues and the big conference that they are really ramping up what else have i written here um, yeah, that's probably enough. What do you have? Well, you kind of – I had the same things you had. I had this this terrible earthquake in Haiti with, you know, nearly 2,000 people. The latest here is 1,941 people. Mm. And I understand that there's a tropical storm there as well at the yeah. moment, which is, you know, hindering Just the rescue compacting, effort. Oh. Compounding, I should say, compounding yeah. their, their – there was yeah, and uh, again, just I was watching the um, the daily the daily news flash from our you know leaders, uh, the premier today at eleven, and um, yeah, people. There's a, it's a very tense time, yeah. especially. I think Shell mentioned that Newcastle is going to be at least in lockdown for another three weeks. I think wow. was announced. So I mean, 
it's a very difficult time, especially for people wondering about their employment yeah. and, and all of these things. People who are lonely. Yep. Um, homeschooling parents. Yeah. I mean, I don't know if you've bumped into any, but they're, they're, they're starting to struggle. I can imagine in Sydney. Yeah. Um, you know, week after week after week. And some have, you know, a lot of people have to work because these days the way – the way our society operates, you've got often two people working mm-hmm. in the home to pay off the mortgage and just, you know, make ends meet. And so, you know, when you've got two, two people at home and now the kids are at home and you're trying to teach them and you're working at the same time, trying to put food on the table, trying to do the washing, trying to do everything, it's a very stressful situation. Yes, absolutely. And so uh, I guess, as you mentioned, these are just the beginning of birth pains. Yeah. But... It's kind of, it's it's a little bit, it's an anxious time, you know, mm-hmm. to see everything falling apart. But at the same time, it's an exciting time because yeah. you know that Jesus is on his way. He's coming. That's why we call the show Looking Up because Jesus said, when you see all these things come to pass, he was talking about the signs of his coming. Yes. Look up because your redemption is drawing near. And what does that word redemption mean, Sharissa? Oh, it means rescue. Rescued, yeah. If you have been redeemed, you know, that's an old-fashioned word for, um, you know, what what individuals would do to rescue, redeem a slave. In ancient times, you know, they'd pay, they'd pay back, you know, in order to redeem a slave. And so Christ has redeemed us by his precious blood. And so when he speaks of, when Jesus speaks of, you know, you will be redeemed, you know, your redemption is drawing near. You know, we're going to be, we're going to be, you know, saved and taken out of the hands of the enemy. Mm-hmm. Amen. By Christ himself at his coming. So he really only has, you know, he's the only one that has a, oh, I don't know if you heard this. Um, uh, this was just an interesting thing. You know, our Prime Minister, um, Scott Morrison, who we are praying for. Yes. We need to continue to pray for him and all our political leaders, as we mentioned earlier. On Sunday, he um, had a press conference and he spoke of one million doses of hope. Did you, did you catch that? I didn't catch yeah, that. Yeah, one million doses of hope of the Pfizer vaccine coming from Poland. Mm. They'd managed to, to get hold of these um, one million doses from Poland. And he referred to them as one million doses of hope. Um, that were his words, and, and, you know, he's a Christian. And so he used that language, I believe, deliberately. And as I thought of that, I thought, you know, what this world needs, yes, you know, there are those that will take courage and, um, and you know, and, and be comforted by that. Uh, but what we need is we need a huge dose of Jesus, Absolutely. the only hope of the world. So that's Absolutely. what I thought. I thought we need more than one million. We need 25 million doses of the Jesus vaccine. <laughs> that's what Australian needs. Amen. How many people have we got? About 25 million? Well, if we did. That's well, anyway, many. however many we have, <laughs> each one needs a dose of Jesus. For he is the blessed hope, the Bible mm-hmm. says. Absolutely. And, you know, in light of the times that we live in, um, it would be good for us to all look after our minds, mm. um, to be exercising, make sure you have lots of fresh air and sunlight and rest so that, uh, you know, it helps you to cope Amen. and to have a positive, more positive outlook in a world that's not very positive sometimes. Yeah. But uh, so you know what I did today what to did help you do? optimize my brain? This is what I'm excited about. I made sushi. Sushi. I know this doesn't sound that revolutionary, but I did something new. <laughs> oh, you've never done that before? I haven't done that before. Wow. And I was really happy with the end result. So it tasted all right? It tasted all right. Has Justin tried some he yet? He actually approved. 
Oh, he approved. Oh, yeah. well, there you go. Yeah. But, but he then would again, tell me if he didn't. Really you know what? You guys have been married for only a short time. So in those first five years, there's a lot of approvals that happen <laughs> in the kitchen from um, the husband. Shell is <laughs> Shell is nodding her head. But in the five to ten year bracket, that approval rating does decrease. So okay. be prepared. Okay. Well, so you so still far, got a so few good. years. You still got a few years. <laughs> <laughs> so far, so good. We're going to go to a song break and then have the news, and then we'll be back with our Bible study. Amen. I'm looking, looking forward for- to this, the study of Noah. And so let's listen now. Reckless love, how he loves us. Before I spoke a word, you were singing over me. You've been so, so good to me Before I took a breath You breathed your life in me You've been so, so kind to me Oh, the overwhelming never love of God Oh, it chases me down Fights till I'm found Leaves the 99 I couldn't earn it I don't deserve it Still you give yourself away Oh, the overwhelming Never-ending Reckless love of God Jealous for me Love's like a hurricane I am a tree Bending beneath The weight of His wind and mercy When all of a sudden I am unaware of these afflictions Eclipsed by glory And I realize just How beautiful you are and how great your affections are for me. Oh, how he loves us so. Oh, how he loves us. How he loves us so.
everyone. You're listening to a repeat of our live show, Looking Up. That's right. And if you think this is good, you'll definitely want to tune in on Wednesdays at 3.30 to join us for the live event because you can actually participate. There's a free giveaway that you can claim. You can text in your questions and prayer requests. Live is so much more fun. So catch you then. You're listening to Faith FM, positively different radio. Hey there, dudes and dudettes. This is Robbie. And I'm Tash from Real Faith. If you'd like to have a more vibrant walk with God, then come join us from 3.30 to 5.30 every Thursday hour to hear fresh stories of God working in real people's lives. Digging deep into the scriptures and having a fun time. We'll We'll see see you you there. there. It doesn't seem quite right to say goodbye, my friend But there's a work to be done to tell the world that he is love If I don't see you here again My brother, I'll see you when we get there God's great mercy be forever with you. Courage, courage until we get there. We are here for just a little while. My sister, God surely gives beautiful gifts. You are dear to my heart. Reminding me of his caring love Fellow pilgrim will still be taking the same way home Even though oceans apart Still be fighting the same fight together If I don't see you here again My sister, I'll see you when we get there God's great Forever with you Courage, courage until we get there We are here for just a little while For the blessed hope we have has to be known by all our family So our Father can finally take us home I'll be praying for you that he will hold and keep you through Till he comes and he is coming soon Brother, sister, I'll see you when we get there God's great mercy be forever with you Courage, courage until we get there We are here for just a little while We are here for just a little while 
What a beautiful song. See you when we get there. That was Melissa Otto, and you are listening to Looking Up on Faith FM Radio. If you would like to contact us at any point in the program, we'd love to hear from you. The number to call is 0491064669. And uh, we have a special prize up for grabs Mm, today in the program. So if, as you are listening, you hear us share that code word, which is going to be released shortly, we would love to uh, have you be the first person or the third person who contacts us today because then that prize is yours. The prize is a book called Noah, Another Storm is Coming. We offered this book just a couple of weeks ago and so you will have a second chance at getting your hands on this book. You simply call or text us with the code word when we release it and we'll be releasing it I've read that book. It's a book that you can't put down when you start reading it. It's really a powerful commentary, inspired commentary on the book of Noah. Yes. And, uh, you know, sorry, we, on the story of story Noah. Story of Noah. <laughs> in the book of Genesis. <laughs> Amen. Now, um, just before we begin our Bible study, Pastor Danny, there was one news thing oh, that we discussed is, in the yeah, break. Folk, you're sitting down. Hold on to your seats for this one. Look up and hold on. <laughs> um, so it's, um, this was from a friend of mine. She highlighted that this is, the reality right now, a French politician actually took to Twitter and posted recently, freedom and democracy are not doing well when Twitter continues to ban Trump's account but relays Taliban spokespersons without any second thoughts. Yeah. That's the tech news for us today. That's incredible. And look, you know, we, we don't take uh, any political sides, obviously, on this program. You know, we love all people. We pray for all people. Um, we pray for the, the, the Taliban leaders as much as we pray for our own prime minister and premier. You know, the Bible says we ought not to discriminate in our prayers for those who are in authority. Um, so we don't take any, any political stance. But it is interesting how, you know, how skewed and, um, and how polarized, uh, you know, our world has become and how biased the, the tech giants have become. And I think that that just illustrates that. Now, I've just got a couple of things, Sharissa, before we dive into our Bible study um, on the story of Noah and continue that journey. I want to give a big shout out and a big hello to someone who is a regular listener. One of my my church members. Oh, cool. Is a regular listener. And um, her name is Denise. And um, she traveled with your dad while she lived in Sydney on the train. No way. Yeah, so... Um, I'll have to tell yeah. him. Uh, Denise Ferris is okay. her surname. So, yeah, ask your dad about her. That, that would Hi, connect. Denise. <laughs> <laughs> so, anyway, we had a bit of a chat and I said, um, yeah, look, that was really exciting. So, so, big hi to Denise and she's a regular listener. She loves um, Faith FM and she especially loves the Looking Up show. <laughs> so, anyway, a um, uh, couple of other things. Um, firstly... I'm doing a series on uh, Matthew 24 and the signs of the times. And this week I've entitled the message, um, The Writings on the Wall. Mm. The Writings on the Wall. And um, so uh, if people want to tune in to that, Saturday morning, 11 a.m., we have our worship service. And, um, of course, we're all online now. We have a live stream. Um, Hillview Streaming, if you're interested, just just type that into YouTube. Hillview Streaming. Um, and uh, you'll 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 come across um, our our YouTube site, or you can go to the Hillview Adventist Church website, and we are there now. I know you're also doing a series on the S's of of the Bible, so yeah. S's of Adventism. Um, 
So this is with Hamilton Church in Newcastle. We've had a study on the second coming. We had the state of the dead. Uh, we've had stewardship. And this Sabbath, we've got, uh, yeah, the studies on the Sabbath. And the title of the message is Why Satan Hates God's Sabbath. Mm-hmm. So if you'd like to tune in and listen to that, you can actually join us online. The church is unopened because of lockdown at the moment, but we are still worshiping the Lord and connecting together as we can online. Just go to hamiltonchurch.org.au. Okay, so hamiltonchurch.org.au. Okay, so there you go, folk. And um, we've, we've promoted the end of time series, which is uh, concluded not so long ago. It is I think I'm in 12, 12 episodes. Correct. And so the end dot digital. Yep. And you can, um, yeah, you can watch all those um, presentations from Lyle hosted by Sharissa and especially the Q&A. I really enjoyed the Q&A. Mm, me too. So, um, yeah, I'll be doing a, a program, um, an online series in September, which I'll, I'll let you folk know about um, in due course. So haven't haven't nailed down the dates for that, but probably the middle of September mm-hmm. all the way through to the end of the year. So I'll, I'll let everybody know regarding that. And um, so we'll keep you guys informed. If you want to listen to previous episodes, if people want to catch up, how do they do that, Sharissa? Of, uh, of the oh, sorry, not the end of our Faith of FM. Faith FM. Yeah, Go to the of, Faith FM website. And actually, I'd encourage everyone to get the app because yeah. there are certain parts of you know the area where you may not have a strong signal yeah. as you're driving in the car. So I have the app, and you always have a strong signal over the data there. So that's good. Yeah. So Faith FM app. Faith FM app. You go to the podcast section um, under looking up and all the programs from when we first began last year when Peter Watts um, mm-hmm. was um, together with me before he headed off to Tasmania. And no lockdown there, I understand really? at the moment. Yeah. Oh, that's so, good. So, um, anyway, yeah, so they're all there from, from last year all the way to now, all our different series, and including the, the series where we are in right now on the story of Noah. This is part four. Mm-hmm. So, feel free to do that. And, Sharissa, if people want prayer um, or they want to study the Bible, can they give us a yell? Absolutely. And there's, you should just call or text us or even text us with the word, I want Bible studies. Yeah. That's it. And uh, there is a number of correspondence courses you could do, even one that Lyle, who runs the breakfast yeah. show, called The Prophetic Code. You can actually, we can get that up, lined up for you. So just call or text us, 0491 Now's the time to be Absolutely. making the most of the opportunity you have to study God's word and uh, really Take it to heart. Absolutely. And uh, I could j- just a final point before we dive in. Um, uh, speaking of Bible studies with um, COVID, uh, my cousins, uh, mm. they finally responded to an invitation from me. I've been inviting them, you know, to get into Bible studies with me. But last year, they're all in Melbourne. So mm. last year, Melbourne was in lockdown for half the year, mm-hmm. um, almost. And so, yeah, I've started Bible studies with them on Zoom with, with uh, several of my cousins. And that's really exciting. And they want to know, you know, what does the Bible have to say about what is going on in the world? and how to make sense of it, and where are things heading, and how you can have peace and certainty, and how you can have a heart filled with hope in the midst of you know the, the chaos and the confusion mm. that is taking place all around us. So you know, in the midst of COVID, although that's um, obviously very horrible and everything that's happened and everything that's associated with that, we have more and more people who are reaching out and seeking for spiritual answers. Such as so they true. such as they wouldn't have before. So I don't know if you have any 
any experiences Examples. in that space? Um, yeah, no, I, I totally agree with you. I have a friend who we used to go to church together, actually, and then she stopped and um, she married a man who's not a Christian, not a believer in God's word or anything like that. Lovely guy, though. He's a really nice guy. And she contacted me out of the blue the other week and was asking me, you know, what did I think about things that are happening? And it was just the door of opportunity for us to have, you know, a conversation. And I think that People, you know, everything's looking so bad all around us. Mm. People are starting to look up. Yeah, they are. And they're looking to see is there hope and is there a God and, and all of this. And it's it's a wonderful time to be alive. It is. It is. To be able to share hope and a word of encouragement, yeah. um, you know, to share, yeah, to share Jesus. So there's never been a better time than that. So, folk, we are now ready to... to Plow into our Bible study for today, and I've entitled it "Crumbling Foundations." And we're going to just we're going to take a look, Sharissa, at how close indeed we are to the coming of Jesus, based on the words of Jesus um, that He pointed us to when He said, "As it was in the days of Noah, so it will be just before our return." And that's in Matthew twenty-four, mm-hmm. you know, verses thirty-seven to thirty-nine. But why don't you begin with um, prayer, Sharissa, and then we'll open the Word, and um, and away we go. Our loving Father in heaven, as we study together the Bible, we just invite the Holy Spirit to be our teacher. I pray for our listeners wherever they join us from. May you touch their hearts too as we step through the pages of Scripture. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 Thanks, Sharissa. Now, maybe you might want to read that passage. Um, You'll need to read it um, in your Bible. I don't know if you've got your Bible there. Yeah. In Matthew 24, um, verse uh, 37 uh, to 39. In fact, it's interesting the verse that precedes it, verse 36. If you want to read from verse 36 all the way through to verse 39. But of that day and hour knoweth no man, no, not the angels of heaven, but my Father only. But as the days of Noah were, so also the coming, so so shall also the coming of the Son of Man be. For as in the days that were before the flood, they were eating and drinking, marrying and giving in marriage, until the day that Noah entered into the ark, and knew not until the flood came and took them all away. So shall also the coming of the Son of Man be. Okay, thank you for reading that. It's interesting. Jesus says, you know, no one knows the day or the hour. But we can know when it is near, even at the door, he says earlier. And here he gives a very clear sign. I believe, apart from the gospel going to all the world, this is the clearest sign that Jesus gives concerning the imminence of his coming, the days of Noah. Mm. And so last week we discovered that uh, in the days of Noah, what Jesus said here was played out to a T. They had the signs, many signs. We looked at that last week. And yet they refused to heed each and every one of the signs, including the animals going into the ark mysteriously two by two, male and female, and seven pairs of the clean animals. How do you explain that? I have no explanation. There is no explanation. Their hearts were hardened. Mm. Their hearts were hardened. And so they saw the signs all around them and they still refused to come into the boat, into the ark, and, um, and be saved. And so Jesus said it would be like that you know, at the end of time. And as I take a look at the world right now, um, it's not just me and other Christians who are studying the Bible and prophecy who believe that, you know, we're living on the edge. Um, Some of the most world-renowned scientists are saying the same thing. 
Yeah. Now, I've mentioned this before, the Doomsday Clock. Yes. You've heard of the Doomsday Clock? You told us. Yeah. So the Doomsday Clock, um, you know, for those that haven't heard of it, I'm just going to briefly share on that. 1947, after World War II, it was put out as a metaphor to encourage the nations never again to go down the road of war. Because, um, you know, we, we saw the effect of, you know, the atomic bomb being dropped. And so they knew that, you know, we're only going to ramp up our military capability and, um, and, the, and, the destruction, and the destruction associated with that, you know. And so they felt, look, they need to, you know, bring out a, a warning sign to help the world leaders know, are we getting closer to that apocalyptic, you know, midnight, midnight. hour, yeah, which is um, doomsday on the clock, or are we further away? And it's interesting as you take a look at the clock, and people can look it up on Wikipedia, doomsday clock, you can see from 1947 it's been going up and down. But then, according to this graph that you can see there in front of you, from about 1991 and the end of the Cold War and the fall of communism there in Eastern Europe, which way has it been going? Down. It's only been going down. So for the last three decades, the doomsday clock has been heading south. It's been going hmm. down from, from about 17 minutes to midnight. And now we are seconds to midnight. We are now 100 seconds to midnight, the closest the doomsday clock has ever been to midnight. It's a little bit uh, nerve-wracking there if you leave it at that. <laughs> but, but. But Jesus actually spoke. Of midnight, he used that same metaphor, midnight. And do you want to read what Jesus said would happen at midnight in Matthew twenty-five, verse six? Ah, yes, he said, and at midnight a cry was heard: "Behold, the bridegroom is coming; go out to meet him." Wow! So as we get closer to the coming of Jesus, what ought we to be doing? Looking up. Looking up. <laughs> because who is coming? Jesus is coming. Jesus is coming. So the scientists are telling us we're 100 seconds to midnight. We're nearly there. Yeah. And so Jesus says, when you see, even the scientists telling you we're nearly there, look up because I'm about to return. And it's interesting, you know, we talk about the doomsday clock, but God has his own clock. Mm. There's a clock of history. Mm -hmm. So this world has been around for about 6,000 years from the days of Adam and Eve to our day. Yes. And it's interesting, the Bible speaks of a millennium. And I know, did you guys cover, I think you guys covered the millennium in the End of Time series. Yep, we did. Yeah, that 1,000 year period where God's people will be in heaven and Satan will be here on his own with his angels and there'll be no life on planet Earth mm -hmm. for 1,000 mm -hmm. years. So the Earth will have a rest for 1,000 years. So we've got six days of creation in the seventh day Sabbath and we're nearly there. <laughs> On God's clock. So it's amazing. Oh, look, I'm looking forward to where you're going to take us when we come yeah. back. We're going to go to a song break now from the Downing family. It's a song called The Master's Hand. And as you listen to this, I'm sure you'll sense a connection to what we're talking about. Everything. X 
Welcome back to Looking Up. We are going through the crumbling foundations in the time of Noah and comparing it to today. And uh, just a reminder, we have a prize that's up for grabs. If you're the first or the third person to call or text us with today's key code word, which hasn't been released yet, so just to let you know, the book is Noah, Another Storm is Coming. And it's a book by Ellen G. White, a worldwide catastrophe happened way back in the time of Noah. It reshaped the face of the planet. Why would anyone believe a God of love would punish the world like that? Well, you would want to get this book so you can have questions like that answered and so much more. Pastor Danny, where are we going to now? All right, well, we're going to really move into it because I'm I'm a typical evangelist and we have a lot to say. Um, <laughs> so I at times get a little bit excited and a little bit sidetracked um, right. with lots of relevant stuff. But because time is against us, I will seek to do a little bit of summary. So, um, sounds good. But we will take a look at the key scriptures. Now, when it comes to this topic, um, we discovered um, in our very first presentation that when um, when God um, pronounced that He would destroy the earth, it was due to the mingling 
of the righteous and the unrighteous line. We talked about that, you know, the line of Cain and the line of Seth. Mm-hmm. And um, so here we have, you know, these crumbling foundations, and we'll discover that, um, you know, at the very heart of, of, of the problem, uh, was the breakdown of the family unit. We'll discover that as we go along. Now, I want to go back um, a, you know, a few chapters before Noah. I want to go back to creation. And at creation, we won't take the time to read those scriptures, but maybe our listeners um, can have uh, a little bit of, um, a little bit of a, an assignment in that they can look for these three words that all say bless or blessed in Genesis. In Genesis 1 and 2, the Bible says God blessed Three times. It uses that word blessed three times. On day five, on day six, and on day seven, God blessed. I've never noticed that before. So on day five, God blessed uh, the sea creatures and the birds. Mm -hmm. And he said, you know, uh, be fruitful and multiply. That's right. Now on day six, God blessed marriage and the family. Mm Mm-hmm. And he said to Noah, he's not Noah, he said to Adam and Eve, be fruitful and multiply. Now, God on day six also made the land animals. Now, he did not specifically say to them, you are blessed, as he did with the fish and with the birds. However, the land animals, like the birds and like the fish, are able to procreate Mm -hmm. and they are able to be fruitful and multiply. So the blessing extends to the land animals. So... And then on the seventh day, God blessed the seventh day. So the three blessings, and this is really important because we're going to look at this. Um, the three blessings from Eden are in connection with the animals and I guess the environment that they were to live in and to enjoy, marriage and the family, and the seventh day Sabbath. Mm-hmm. Now, what we discover is as we go through time, Satan seeks to destroy each and every one of those three blessings. Okay. Why? That is because he wants to bring in pain and heartache and suffering. John 10.10 is is a great scripture that illustrates that where Jesus said, the thief, who is Satan, only comes to, you know the scripture, to steal and to kill kill and to destroy. destroy. But Jesus says, I have come that they might have life and have it more abundantly. Okay, so Jesus comes to give us the abundant life and Satan seeks to take that away from us. So when we get to the time of Noah, guess what? Those three blessings have have been you know have been taken down by Satan, and so we no longer have you know um, respect and love and care for the animals, as there's a statement that that will that that we'll read in a little bit. Uh, marriage in the family mm-hmm. is no longer respected, and and the Sabbath, mm-hmm. you know, God's memorial of creation is no longer respected. And um, so it's interesting, after the flood, after the flood, God restores these three blessings to the human race. Now, if you could read um, for us, please, Genesis chapter 8 and verse 17. All right. The Bible says, Bring out with you every living thing of all flesh that is with you, birds and cattle and every creeping thing that creeps on the earth so that they may be they may abound on the earth and be fruitful and multiply on the earth. Okay, so there we have that same language from Genesis where God said to the animals be fruitful and multiply. Now, sadly, uh, there are many who have uh, misunderstood what God said concerning how man, how humans are to relate 
to their environment, to the animals and to the environment. Do you want to read this scripture from Genesis chapter 1, verses 26 and 28, God's instructions to Adam and Eve, and I'm going to try and help our listeners, try and help all of us to understand a word that has been very much misunderstood and misused. All right. Genesis one twenty six. Then God said, Let us make man in our image according to our likeness. Let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the air, and over the cattle, over all the earth, and over every creeping thing that creeps on the earth. Verse 28, then God blessed them, and God said to them, Be fruitful and multiply, fill the earth and subdue it, have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the air, and over every living thing that moves on the earth. Okay, the word there is dominion. It appears twice. There are many that have felt that God said dominate. You know, or it's up to you how do you use, you know, the, the environment. You can use and abuse the environment. That's okay. It's for you to use. You know what I mean? You are to be in charge. But it's interesting. I took a look at what that word dominion means. And there's a note in our Bibles, the Bible that you and I enjoy using, the Andrew Study Bible, a great Bible, um, in case you're after a study Bible. And there's a comment there regarding that word dominion, that term. Do you want to read that for us from yeah from that Andrew Study Bible comment. I think it's very helpful. Sure, it says the term dominion does not speak of exploiting the natural world, but rather of share in the divine rule given to humanity because they are created in God's image and thus capable of distinguishing between exploitation and stewardship. Ah, so what does that say to you? How are we to respond or how are we to relate to the environment? Well, we are to be stewards of it. And how well are we doing in this space today? Probably not as good as we should be. <laughs> no. You, you know what? Here's an interesting fact. Uh, before the Industrial Revolution 200 years ago, 15% of our world was covered with rainforest. Wow. Now, the rainforest is the lungs of the earth. Mm. You know, that's, that's the lungs of the earth. That, that's where, you know, we, we get our vital, you know, fresh air from. Do you know how much of the world is covered in rainforest today? Tell me. 6%. Wow, so we've lost a whole lot. <laughs> we have lost a whole lot. We've, we've, we've got almost a third. Wow. A third of what we had before the Industrial Revolution. Mm -hmm. And so today, you know, today they've done studies and 18 to 35-year-olds, guess what their number one concern is? The climate. Mm. The climate and nature and the preservation mm -hmm. of, of our environment. Certainly seeing a new push towards that. Yes, we are. And we're going to take a look at how that, how that plays into the final, um, yeah, the final movements mm -hmm. uh, of, of earth and those final prophetic movements um, that are centered on worship. We're going to look at that probably next week. Cool. Yeah. So, so that's on that. Now, it's interesting. Um, God also restores marriage and the family. It's interesting. Do you want to read for us? Um, verse, chapter 9, verse 1. So Genesis chapter 9 and verse 1. So God blessed Noah and his sons and said to them, Be fruitful and multiply and fill the earth. Okay, fascinating. Where's that language coming from? Sounds like Genesis again. Exactly. God told, Creation. Yeah, exactly. God told Adam and Eve to be fruitful and multiply. Now, read verse 6 as well, if you could, please, Sharissa. Whoever sheds man's blood, by man his blood shall be shed, for in the image of God he made man. Ah, where does that language come from? Same as Genesis chapter so, 1. So what's God here restoring? That that 
sadly was was broken um, in the lead up to the flood, you know, that Satan had sought to destroy. The reflection of himself among yeah, his people. The image of God yeah. to be fruitful and multiply. So God is restoring the gifts, the blessings from Eden to the entire human race mm-hmm. through Noah hmm. after the flood. Mm-hmm. Isn't that interesting? Mm. Now, sadly, in the days of Noah, the breakdown of the family unit led to wickedness, evil, violence, and corruption. And we've covered that. You know, we've covered that in a, in a, in a previous um, episode, I think, in our very first episode. Um, just to remind our listeners, if you want to read um, yeah, those scriptures from Genesis 6, verse 5, and then verses 11 to 13, where God describes what the earth was like before the flood. The Bible says, Then the Lord saw that the wickedness of man was great in the earth and that every intent of the thoughts of his heart was only evil continually. The earth also was corrupt before God and the earth was filled with violence. So God looked upon the earth and indeed it was corrupt for all flesh had corrupted their way on the earth. And God said to Noah, The end of all flesh has come before me for the earth is filled with violence through them and behold, I will destroy them with the earth. Wow. So what sort of shape was the world in before the flood? It's looked like a lot like today. Very much so. Very <laughs> much. We're going to see, we're going to see, Charissa, that this is a carbon copy mm. of what we see today. We're going to get to that in just a little bit. But there's an interesting statement from that book that we are giving away, actually, that book yeah. that we're giving away, um, you know, the, the big book. I mean, that, that, that portion that you spoke of, Noah, what mm-hmm. is it, Noah? Another Noah, st- another storm is coming. Okay, so so it's just a small book um, from a larger book, Patriarchs and Prophets. Yeah. And um, in that book, Patriarchs and Prophets, and you have this quote in that book that we're giving away today, but in Patriarchs and Prophets, page 91, Ellen White actually gives us some incredible insight regarding marriage and the family. Do you want to read that statement? Yeah, I'd love to. Polygamy had been early introduced, contrary to the divine arrangement at the beginning. The Lord gave to Adam one wife, showing his order in that respect. Um, but after the fall, men chose to follow their own sinful desires, and as the result, crime and wretchedness rapidly increased. Neither the marriage relation nor the rights of property were respected. Whoever coveted the wives or, possess- or the possessions of his neighbor took them by force, and men exulted in their deeds of violence. They delighted in destroying the life of animals, and the use of flesh for food rendered them still more cruel and bloodthirsty until they came to regard human life with astonishing indifference. Wow. She has a way with words. She does. I mean, I picked up a lot of things just from that statement. I mean, um, flesh, food, you know, the eating of animals, destroying animals was was high um, in in the days of of Noah, you know, before the flood. And I I discovered that um, of the agricultural land that we use, do you know how much of that is taken up by livestock? Tell me. 80%. 80% of mm. all our agricultural land that we have, which is for food, agricultural land for food, 80% of that is taken up by, by livestock for either you know, the consumption of meat or milk or, or eggs in the, in, the, in the case of chickens and so on and so forth. And yet we only get 20% of our food intake or, or our protein, I should say, 20% of um, the world's 
calories we get from animal products. <laughs> and yet it takes up 80% of the land. That's interesting, isn't it? Yeah. Um, is there something else we want to slip in before the break? Oh, there is a break coming. Oh, there okay. is a break coming. <laughs> there is a break coming. All right. Well, we're going to take a look at we're going to take a look at how this relates to our day today. Um, after this break, we're going to discover that what was happening in Noah's day with the breakdown of the family unit that led to violence and corruption and evil and wickedness. We're going to see that how that's playing out today. And I've got some statements to share with you that are going to blow your socks off, Sharissa. <laughs> Hold on to your socks, everybody. <laughs> We're going to a song now, Come to the Ark by Buddy Davis. I think our producer is quite excited about this one. So we'll be back right after that. Won't you get on board This world will end Thus says the Lord Come Please don't delay Inside you're safe From the judgment day To the ark while the door's still open Don't let it close on you You can be saved or you'll be lost There's no in-between to choose You're either right or you'll be left Tell me what will you do Come to the ark while the door's still open And don't let it close on is our ark He's the light that will pierce the dark Come He's the open door He's our Savior Come on board still open don't let it close on you you can be saved or you'll be lost there's no in between to choose you're either right or you'll be left tell me what will you do come to the ark while the door's still open and don't let it close on you The door's still open and don't let it close on you. What a relevant song to the subject at hand. And guess what? Before we continue our looking up Bible study in the story of Noah, we are going to give away the code word so that the first or third person 
first and third, I should say, first and third person who contacts us today in studio with this code word will receive today's prize. And it is the book we've been talking about, Noah, Another Storm is Coming. And it's a brilliant book. Danny has read it. I have read it too. Actually, it's sitting in my library. It's a wonderful book. So the code word is... Blessing. Blessing. That's the word. So if you have that word, just call or text us with that word and the book is yours. If you're the first or the third, first and the third person to contact us. 0491-064-669 is the number. Again, 0491-064-669. Blessing. Thank you so much, Charissa. And um, yeah, we'll have... God willing, two very blessed callers <laughs> that will enjoy that book. All right, let's continue on this journey. So we, uh, we, we've discovered that um, God um, is restoring marriage and the family um, to its rightful place after the days of Noah because the enemy had done just a, a, a superb job of destroying marriage and the family. And that is, that is in, in a great part why God had no other option but, but to bring about the flood. And so... We want to take a look at um, marriage and the family and what happens when these foundations crumble. Crumbling Mm -hmm. foundations is the title of this afternoon's um, topic that we are looking at in Noah. And and marriage and the family, um, it's it's holy, it's sacred, and and it's the most important God-ordained institution that ensures for a stable and a prosperous society. It really is the glue that keeps our society together. So, you know, as goes the family, so goes society. And we're going to take a look at that. Now, Jesus, he affirmed marriage and the family. You know, um, we won't take the time to read Matthew 19, verses 4 to 6. But there, Jesus um, reaffirmed marriage and the family by quoting from the book of Genesis. Mm -hmm. We also have the Apostle Paul. Um, And, yeah, this is a very challenging scripture for all husbands out there. And I think we need to read that one. Sharissa, do you want to read this one? And husbands out there, this is a a huge challenge. But by God's grace, um, by God's grace alone, we can live up to these words. And, um, yeah, hold on. Hold on, dear husbands. This one one is a real challenge. Do you want to read it for us? Ephesians 5.25. Husbands, love your wives just as Christ also loved the church and gave himself for her. Wow. Could could God place marriage, and in particular the role of the husband, on a, on a higher level than in those words? Couldn't. Could. Huge, um, huge responsibility. Oh, you know, husbands, love your wives like Christ loved the church? What a high calling. Wow. <laughs> You know, and that means husbands, we ought to put ourselves uh, below the needs of our wives. Mm. You know, we ought to put the needs of our wives ahead of our own. Mm. Because that's what Christ did. He Mm. put the needs of the church ahead of his own. And he was even willing to give his very life. And I believe, Sharissa, uh, that if, as husbands, if we loved our wives the way Christ loved the church, any woman that would leave a husband that loved her the way Christ loved the church, she would have to be the most foolish woman on the planet. Absolutely. Don't you agree? Yeah. I mean, she would be the happiest person on the planet yep. if she was loved by her husband 
the way Christ loved the church. Absolutely. So, husbands, we have got we have got a lot to do, my dear husbands. I'm a husband, and uh, really, the ball's in our court. Mm-hmm. According to what Jesus said, and according to what the Apostle Paul said, you know, the ball is in the husband's court. So. Um, I won't go any further. I, I'm really tempted to get into, you know, who is uh, most responsible uh, when things go um, uh, um, um, uh, awry or when things <laughs> things go things don't go well. But really, we've got a huge responsibility. And um, marriage, Hebrews thirteen four. Do you want to read that scripture for us, please? Marriage is honourable among all, and the bed undefiled. But fornicators and adulterers, God will judge. Okay, so so marriage is a big deal, and um, you know, my my grandparents. Um, you know, they were an example to me of a couple that, you know, loved one another with that agape love, that unconditional love that, um, you know, that, that the Apostle Paul talks about, that Jesus talks about, that we ought to have for one another. They were married for almost 75 years. Hmm. You know, they passed away earlier this year. I mentioned that uh, within three weeks of each other. My grandmother passed away first. And then my grandfather passed away three weeks later. You know, they were united in life. They were united in death. They were married for almost 75 years. They were married for 74 years. And, um, you know, they taught me um, what genuine love is. And I spoke to my grandparents a number of times and I said, you know, did you ever after, I mean, you know, being married for 74 years to the same person? I mean, they were married pretty young. Granddad was 18 and grandma was 17. And um, sorry, grand yeah, grandma was eighteen, granddad was seventeen when mm-hmm. they got married. Mm-hmm. And I asked, I said, grandma, grandpa, you know, did, did you guys ever consider like calling it a day? I mean, you know, uh, you know, seventy four years is a long time to be stuck with the same person. Mm. And my grandmother said, no, 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 no. She says it never entered our mind. And in fact, one of their favorite jokes was when the guy doing the wills came and visited them. Have I shared this with you, Shirisa? Yeah, when the guy doing the will came and, um, you know, talked them through, you know, putting their will together and so forth. And he, you know, they'd been married for about 60, 65 years, about 65 years or so at the time. And he sort of said to them, look, um, you are too old now separate and divorce you've missed the boat <laughs> you're stuck <laughs> you're, you're, you're too old now you're, you're stuck you've missed the boat <laughs> and that's kind of their 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 favorite joke on that but um but you know what it's just so wonderful to see wonderful testimony yeah absolutely and they were blessed you know with um, five children and 11 grandchildren and 18 great-grandchildren so they didn't quite see a great, great, great grandchild. They were almost there, but they didn't. So it's interesting when we take a look at the Ten Commandments. I mentioned earlier, as goes the family, so goes society. Now, out of the Ten Commandments, so there are two commandments that don't begin with thou shalt. That's right. What are the they? The fourth commandment begins with the word remember, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. the Sabbath day to keep it holy. And the fifth commandment says, honor your father and your mother that your days may be long upon the land which the Lord your God is giving you. Okay, that is fascinating. Exodus twenty twelve. Now I was looking at those words in the fifth commandment. Mm-hmm. And this is, this, is, this is how I see the Ten Commandments. The first four, you know, they relate to our relationship with God. And the last six, our relationship to one another. Now, the climax, I believe, of the first four that relate to our relationship with one another is the Sabbath, you know. Um, You're going to preach on that this Saturday and next week on Faith FM, that will be our subject. Oh, exciting. Um, So we're going to be looking at that. Um, But it's interesting that the first commandment that deals 
with our relationships with one another is on marriage and the family. True. That's the first. So that's the foundation, you could say, of all the other commandments, the other five that that's deal with point. that deal with our relationship with one another. And I guess it's because in the family you receive the the training on how to relate to others. Mm, absolutely. So get it right there. It will help you in the rest of society. Absolutely. And you know what, Sharissa, as I've been meditating on this commandment, um, a couple of things have hit me. Mm. And you may not have thought about this or our listeners may not have thought about this, but the fifth commandment, of the commandments that deal with our relationship with one another is the only commandment that has the words, the Lord thy God, Lord your God. None Ooh. of the others that deal the with Sabbath our Sabbath of the Lord your God. Yeah, the Sabbath of the Lord your that's God. The yeah, that's the fourth one and all the other ones. So this is what I think. This is what I think. The fifth commandment, marriage and the family, when that is intact, it's like the hinge. The hinge that connects us with one another. It's powerful. And connects us with God. So when marriage and the family goes by the way, our connections with one another start to fall apart and society begins to fall apart and our interest and connection with God also starts to fail and fall apart. It's that hinge. Very, very insightful. Isn't that interesting? Very and you can see how Satan knows that. Yeah. Like, and he's not bound by time like we are. We have just one lifetime, and like he's had thousands of years on 6, us. Six thousand years. Six thousand years on us, and, and six thousand years of learnings from yeah. you know how to attack. And so he's been attacking the family unit for mm. some time, little by little, to the point where today we don't even know what to call a family anymore. Exactly right. So it's fascinating to me that since the time of the end began in 1798 which was the time of the Industrial Revolution, which was the time of the French Revolution, which was the time when everything changed in our world in a major way, we have the crumbling little by little of marriage and the family. Mm-hmm. And we also have a turning our, back, a t- turning our backs on God mm-hmm. and the ways of God and the Creator God and also turning our back on society. You know, our one another. So you can clearly see how Satan's final attack from the time of the end, in the last 200 years, all the way to the end, is being ramped up. The environment, mm-hmm. you know, since the Industrial Revolution, we mentioned that earlier, mm-hmm. that has been suffering and hemorrhaging in a way that it did not before the time of the end. So it's fascinating how Powerful. all these things are coming together. Yeah. Very, very. So, um, I want to I want to take a look at that word corrupt. You know, um, we you read those words earlier from from Genesis six five and eleven to thirteen, and the word I was looking at those words. We don't have time to look at you know the other ones, but that word corrupt. Notice it it appears three times, three times. So I'm like I want to know what that word corrupt means. So I looked it up in the biblical dictionary Strong's Concordance, and notice what the definition is for corrupt. You want to read that for us? Sure. Utter waste, rotten to the core, ruined, destroyed, spoiled, decayed, perverted. Wow. (laughs) So that is what life was like before the flood. This is a description not so much of politics. We, We kind of, you know, we equate the word corruption with politics or with big business or whatever. You know what I mean? This is speaking of humanity of society and once again back to our andrew's study bible comment do you want to read that term and uh, the term corrupt and what it indicates it's really fascinating there 
It says here the term is used to indicate something that is no longer fit for intended use. The cause of this corruption is violence, which is often associated with social injustice or the incapacity to distinguish between the sacred and the profane. Wow. <laughs> wow. Now, is that, where, is that what we are facing today? Is there social injustice in the world today? Yes. Is there a failure to distinguish between what is holy and what is unholy, the sacred and the profane. Yes. Wow. So are we living in the days of Noah today? We are. <laughs> oh, boy, oh boy, can you see? Keep your hats on, folk. It's found. And it's, the days of Noah don't go on and on and on. They, they come to an end. They do. They come to an end. With they the come flood. to an end with the flood. Or a storm. Or a storm. <laughs> the or coming the, of Jesus. Or the coming of Jesus. And it's interesting that God made, you know, God made all things new. After, as in, well, it was it was still a sinful planet, but it was a very different planet to what it was before the flood. And so, after sin, God will recreate this world. And the Bible says, "Where righteousness dwells." Amen. And fascinating. All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna take you through what I consider to be the downward spiral of 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 morality. Okay, there's a number of things concerning the times that we're living in, but I believe this: um, the downward spiral of morality. Firstly, immoral acts are abhorred. Then they're tolerated, then they're accepted, then they're promoted, and then they are defended. Okay, now I have an example. I mean, there, there's a number of examples, but I could give you one. Um, we have the the game Mardi Gras, Mardi Gras, Mardi Gras that takes place in Sydney each year. In 1978, when the first um, a protest took place, and it was more of a protest, those protesters were taken by the police and they were beaten up, whereas 45, 40 years later, you have politicians from the leading parties <laughs> at the front of the queue marching mm. and the police themselves marching. And so we have a complete change in the way in the way we view morality. That's an incredible point. And uh, we are going to go to a break. It's uh, Matt and Josie Minicus singing Let Jesus In. We'll have the news and then we're going to come back and have wrap you up ever this study. Heard a story? Thou woke inside your heart Longings you could not express Like maybe there is something So much better than you dreamed And it's the answer to that aching in your chest Have you ever wanted to be better Than you knew you could be or experience something beautiful that filled your heart with peace It's in your honest moments, in these beautiful things You have heard Jesus, you've heard Him calling He has been knocking, let Jesus in, let Jesus in let Jesus into your heart Don't turn him away Don't wait another day Let Jesus into your heart Ooh, Let Jesus into your heart In the laughter of a child In the mountains tall and wild in a melody 
kindness of a friend, in the hope that this is not the end. You have heard him speak. It's in your honest moments, in these beautiful things, you have heard Jesus. You've heard him calling. He has been knocking. Let Jesus in. Let Jesus in. Let Jesus in to your heart. Don't turn him away. Don't wait another day. Let Jesus in to your heart. Ooh, let Jesus in to your heart. Whether you're young or old, if your heart's grown cold and you're regretting things that you've done, but deep down in your heart, you want a new start. And right now. Throw open the gate to let Jesus into your heart. He's knocking today. Don't turn him away. Won't you let Jesus into your heart? He wants to come into your heart. Let Jesus in. Let Jesus in. Let Jesus in to your heart. Don't turn him away. Don't wait another day. Let Jesus in to your heart. Ooh, let Jesus in to your heart. Ooh, won't you let Jesus in? Hey everyone, you're listening to a repeat of our live show, Looking Up. That's right, and if you think this is good, you'll definitely want to tune in on Wednesdays at 3.30 to join us for the live event, because you can actually participate. There's a free giveaway that you can claim, you can text in your questions and prayer requests. Live is so much more fun, so catch you then. You're listening to Faith FM, positively different radio. I'm Robbie Bergen, and I'm inviting you to tune into my brand new show right here on Faith FM, The Faith Experiment. Join me as I share with you my personal experiment with faith and how September 11, 2001 helped shape my worldview. I've got great giveaways, so join me on Mondays right after the breakfast show right here on Faith FM. Don't give up. Ooh, eh. Hey, look up. 
You're listening to Looking Up, and we are on the home stretch of our study together. We're looking at the days of Noah, and you know what? Before we hit the study again, we have had one free offer. I'm sorry, one prize claimed. Oh wow! So someone called in and texted or texted with the code word, but that means we still have one that's up for grabs. So if you're the third person to call or contact us or text us today, this book, Noah: Another Storm Is Coming, will be yours. The code word again is blessing. Blessing. And so please just text the number 0491-064-669. Text or call us with that word and that prize. If you're the third one, it is all yours. 0491-064-669. Blessing. Amen. While stocks last. So get in there. <laughs> wow, you should be a, a commercial. <laughs> oh, no. uh, I'm bad enough on radio, let alone let alone anything else, Sharissa, please. <laughs> Very good. Well, well, we're we're in the home stretch, as you said, and um, our study time has zipped by very, very quickly. Now, we want to take a look um, a little more on 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 this idea of of corruption. You know what was present in Noah's day, and we've we've discovered, you know, not being able to distinguish between the holy and the profane, not being able to distinguish um, social justice issues. I also discovered that word corrupt is exactly the same word in the Hebrew as another word that we find in Genesis 6.13, as well as Genesis 6.17. But if you want to read just Genesis 6.13, please. And God said to Noah, The end of all flesh has come before me, for the earth is filled with violence through them, and behold, I will destroy them with the earth. Okay. The word destroy in the Hebrew is the same word as corrupt. It's exactly the same word. So I came to the conclusion based on Scripture that corruption leads to destruction. And guess what? I discovered that that is not only in the Bible, but historians have validated that through history. Is that so? Yeah. There's a a famous, a very, very famous historian. Um, He's now passed away by the name of Arnold J. Toynbee. And uh, he wrote a 12-volume study on ancient history. Mm-hmm. And uh, his study was entitled, so 12 volumes over a period of about 25 years or so, A Study of History, Why Do They Disintegrate and Collapse? And so he looked at 19 civilizations that have risen in the world through, the, through history that have you know, arisen to their apex, and then they have crumbled including the mighty Roman Empire. And do you want to read for us those four all-powerful words which were part of his conclusion to his question, why do they disintegrate and collapse? This is fascinating, everyone. Lawlessness leads to destruction. Wow. That's what he said. Lawlessness leads to destruction. So it's fascinating when God's law goes out the window, destruction follows. Corruption leads to destruction. In Noah's day, it's the same today. Now, I came across um, this English um, ethnologist and social anthropologist um, who did his work there at Oxford University. 
um, and Cambridge University. And um, he, he wrote his PhD, um, not sure if it was his PhD or, or a huge study, about a 700-page study, and he entitled it Sex and Culture. And, um, and it's interesting what Joseph Daniel Unwin um, discovered, and he published this uh, monumental work back in 1934. Now, when it came to yeah, sexuality and culture and how we interrelate, Notice the conclusions he came to. I've got, I've got just a summary here for you if you want to read that for us, Sharissa. Unwin examined the data from 86 societies and civilizations, 80 primitive tribes and six known civilizations, 5,000 years of world history in order to see if there is a relationship between sexual freedom and the flourishing of cultures through 5,000 years of history. He discovered that once a nation becomes prosperous, it becomes increasingly liberal with regard to sexual morality. As a result, it loses its cohesion, impetus, and its purpose. Unwin found that, quote, when strict prenuptial chastity was abandoned, within three generations, the culture suffered self-destruction. Whoa. That is amazing. I don't know about you, but I've got to take a deep breath when I read those words. (laughs) I was reading them. Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> when you hear them. When I hear them, yes. I'm telling you, I'm, I'm in shock. I don't know whether I'm reading or whether I'm listening, folk. Um, yeah. Now, seriously, uh, this, this is three generations. This is, and for Unwin, a generation was 33 years. So basically, oh. 100 years. From when the We've society. It. Yeah, from when the society becomes prosperous, mm. it becomes more liberal. And it becomes liberal in how it views marriage and the family. And then those values, those those traditional bedrock family values that are the establishment for a healthy and a happy and a prosperous society. When they go, by the way, when they crumble, when those foundations crumble, it's all over within the space of 100 years. Can you give us some concrete examples of how we're seeing this? Well, okay. Well, let me give you just one concrete example. I mean, apart from, I mean, you know, the, the, sadly the divorce rate today, um, you know, has gone through the roof, um, you know, and, you know, promiscuity, whether it be on the internet with pornography, uh, whether it be Hollywood and so on. Let me just give you one example. Um, when Hollywood decided to bring their cameras into the bedroom, I don't know whether it was a movie or sitcom or whatever they were filming, when they decided to film a married couple, Sharissa, in their pyjamas, sitting in bed, talking to one another, there was outcry. There was outcry. Why? That's because the, the you know there were so many complaints because Hollywood dared to take their cameras into the sanctity of the marital bedroom and, and, and tape a husband and a wife sitting in their pyjamas in bed. How far we have come from there. Have mercy. Have mercy. And it's interesting, in 1975, here in Australia, I discovered that 15% of all couples who got married lived together before they got married. 15? 15, 1, 5 mm-hmm. percent in 1975. So I was four years old at the time. Wow. Okay? What so is it today? Is, now it's 80%. of couples who get married first live together. (laughs) Because now we have a saying, try before you. Bye. And really the the Nike slogan is how we live our lives Mm -hmm. today. Mm -hmm. If it feels good, do do it. it. You know, here for a long time, not a long time. Just, you know, 
live, eat, drink, and be merry, for tomorrow we die, as the Bible says. And yeah. so, and so we we are heading south. So that doomsday clock. Don't worry about the nuclear potential. Don't worry about so much about the climate. Yes, all these are, are huge factors, but the biggest factor that tells me that we are living on the eve of Jesus coming, Sharissa, is the days of Noah. There was no nuclear weapons back then. Climate change was not an issue, but morality had gone down the chute, no, down the drain. <laughs> and, um, and so corruption led to destruction. So we are there. So that is why there's never been a time like today when we needed the Bible to be our foundation. And in fact, Jesus said in Matthew 24, verse 12, Jesus said, and because lawlessness will abound, the love of many will grow cold. And he's speaking these words in an end time context. Mm -hmm. right, right, right before he comes, he says there will be lawlessness. And that word there, lawlessness, is the same word in first john 3 4 where it says sin is lawlessness it's exactly the same word speaking of god's law mm -hmm. uh, it's it's so true and you know the more you think about why god told us to do things the way he told us to do them why his law is the way it is it's to protect us Amen. from a whole list and litany of things which cause us pain and shame and hurt and heartache um, and the world has turned that all upside down, mm. put, you know, everything in a different order. And, and that's why we have so much depression, so much anxiety, shame, um, guilt, mm. all of this pain and, and hurt. It's terrible. Yeah. You know, back to the words of Jesus in John 10, 10, he says, you know, I've come to give the abundant life. That's right. You know, which is based on his law, which is the foundation of his government. You know, yeah. his character, a transcript of his whereas the, the enemy comes to steal kill and destroy and he comes and he tries to trick us into thinking that being obedient to god's law of liberty is actually slavery yeah yeah absolutely mm. you're right on the money there sharissa and um so you know the blessings that god wants to give to us satan says they're burdens you don't need them in your life i mean please you know we're living in the 21st century you know what relevance does this old you know this old book called the bible have for my life today mm -hmm. it's never been more relevant and it's interesting isaiah chapter 5 verse 20 um if you want to read that sharissa and yeah. what it says there it says woe to those who call evil good and good evil who put darkness for light and light for darkness who put bitter for sweet and sweet for bitter wow Powerful stuff, eh? Hey? Mm. So God is giving us warnings. And um, and there's a beautiful scripture from Proverbs 14.34, if you'd like to read that one. Righteousness exalts a nation, but sin is a reproach to any people. There you go. So we need to be praying for our political leaders. Yes. We need to be praying for them because they are the body that has been, um, uh, they've been elected by the people to put together laws that will best govern our nation for its peace and prosperity. And uh, as goes as goes the family, so goes society. And if there are laws that are put in place to dismantle the family unit, then woe to us. So we desperately need to be praying for our, for our government leaders because, Sharissa, if I've got to be honest, a lot of the laws that are coming out now out of our federal and state parliament are uh, specifically designed to dismantle mm -hmm. the family unit. Mm. 
and to do away with God's law and God's word. And I'm, I'm deeply disturbed by that. Yeah, we've thrown out God's law and when we do not have God's law to tell us what is right and wrong, then the standard for right and wrong becomes very subjective. It's what what's true for you, it's whatever you say is right and wrong, and whatever I say it can be whatever, and that's what we're seeing. It's a mess in our world. We need God's law. We Amen. need that um, law to, to point us and steer us in a safe path. Yeah, it's interesting. You know, Back to those words of Jesus in Matthew 24, 12, he says, and because lawlessness will abound. So when lawlessness abounds, mm-hmm. the love grows cold. Mm-hmm. That's a good point, isn't it? Forget about global warming. There's a global cooling. Global cooling. <laughs> and it's a cooling yeah. of love. And and it's interesting, you know, that growing cold um, idea is found in that first um, message to the first church of Ephesus. Yes. You know, that word means desirable. And, and Jesus says, you have lost your first love. Mm-hmm. And He's speaking of himself. He's speaking of the gospel message. So when the gospel message, the good news of the gospel, which liberates, which sets free, which gives us happiness and joy and peace, when when that gets put to the side, when that grows cold, sadly, lawlessness abounds and lawlessness leads to destruction, according to Arnold Toynbee. Hmm. So we can see, so so in a, even though we're looking at, um, you know, the, what took place then, what's taking place now, we need to be looking up because God has a plan for each and every one of us and a purpose. And that's God's plan. And that's the story of Noah for today. Uh, it's, a, it's a very powerful way for us to end today's study. Uh, just recognizing the correlations between Noah's time and right now should be something that should wake us up to Amen. really stir us and say, hang on a minute, I really need to study God's Word. I need to have a relationship with God. I, will, I need to be like Noah and, and, and try and walk with God. Mm, amen. Talk with Him day by day. And so uh, we're about to have a song break. It's a song by friend. Francesca and but, but to, I can't even say the last name but it's If We're Honest and I think it's going to be a very pertinent song to what we've been talking about then we'll be back with some final thoughts Truth is harder than a lie The dark seems safer than the light And every has a heart that loves to hide I'm a mess and so are you We've built walls nobody can get through Yeah, it may be hard But the best thing we could ever do Ever do Bring it
We are living in the days of Noah right Amen. now. The Amen. End of time. Well, Pastor Danny, what would your closing appeal be to our listeners? Well, my closing appeal would be that of Noah, who invited the people of his day to come into the ark and be saved. And um, I don't believe there's much time left on the clock. Um, the doomsday scientists are telling us we are seconds to midnight. Um, the Bible is telling us we are seconds to midnight. And I believe that Jesus is really coming soon. And um, and regardless of when Jesus does come, no one knows the day or the hour. Jesus said, be ready always. You know, give your heart to Jesus today. Mm-hmm. Today is the best day, not tomorrow. Uh, today, now is the day of salvation. Um, you know, this day, you know, give your heart and life to Jesus. So I want to invite you and encourage you to, you know, give your heart and life to Christ if you haven't. If you have, just recommit your life to Jesus today. If you want to spend time with someone in prayer, in Bible study, be it online or someone to give you some resources, whatever, give us a call. Let us know. Send us a message. We'd love to encourage you on your journey because Jesus is coming soon, my friends, and and he's seeking to take as many as he can with him. So that trumpet is about to sound. We are almost at that midnight hour that Jesus spoke of in Matthew 25. So. Amen. And that's that's a really important appeal because the way we, we come into the ark is is not into a physical location today like it was in the time of Noah, but as you said, having a relationship with Jesus, the ark of safety. It's all found Amen. in him abiding in Christ. So if you want to take up Pastor Danny on that appeal and invitation, I do. I uh, would just invite you to maybe, Pastor Danny, you could close in prayer for us and sure. for our listeners. Sure. Father in heaven, we want to thank you so much for all of your blessings. We want to thank you for your word. We want to thank you, dear Lord, that you have clearly outlined uh, your own words uh, testify there. We've been reading them in Matthew 24 that, Lord, we would be living at such a time as this in human history, like the days of Noah. And Lord, um, it's, uh, it's indisputable. The evidence is right there for us to see each and every day. And Lord, these things are telling us that you're coming soon. And Lord, you have shared these things with us, not to scare us, but to prepare us mm-hmm. for your return. And Lord, I pray that each and every person listening will join me, Sharissa and Shell, in um, giving our hearts and our lives in total surrender to you mm-hmm. and uh, preparing for that precious day, Lord, when you will come. May we all together with our families and friends and neighbors look up and be able to say when you come, behold, this is our God. We have waited for him. We've put our faith and trust in him, and he has come to save us. So bless each one and guide us and lead us into this new week that is ahead of us. 
In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Well, this brings us almost to the end of today's program, but what do we have to look forward to next week? Oh, next week we're going to discover God's final end time covenant of love. Okay. And so today we looked at the first two blessings. We looked uh-huh. at, um, you know, the environment and the family and how that was restored and marriage and the family, how that was restored um, in Noah's day and how, you know, uh, the enemy is seeking to take that away at the end of time. And next week we're going to deal with the third blessing, which was the Sabbath, which we not able to get to today because we didn't have time. So next week we're going to take a look at the Sabbath blessing in the Noah story. I can't wait. It's so exciting. I'm really interested it's to know so this It's so exciting, one. yes. <laughs> so, folks, if you want to come back for a blessing next Wednesday afternoon, this is the place you want to be with us on Looking Up. And so until then, we, we do want to remind you that there is another live show. It's the Drive Time Show coming to us live after this one right here. And also, you know, a reminder to, to check in and, and have a look at the N.Digital series um, that was just completed as we study, you know, end time events and Bible prophecy and how they relate to right now. It's never been more relevant, the study of God's Amen. Bible prophecies than right Amen. now. Amen. And so as we sign off, just a reminder to you all, remember, fear looks around, regret looks back, but faith looks up. God bless you. We'll see you next week. Keep looking up, don't give up, don't give up When there's pain deep in your heart Keep looking up, don't give up, don't give up Should the tears begin to start With a prayer all your cares He will cast into the depths of the sea His love is always there for me